Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. We're back. Back and better. How are y'all? How are you guys? How's everybody doing? Thank you for for joining uh, Powerful Radio with us tonight. Um, We have taken a, a summer break, and now we are back this season with a lot of new topics, exciting topics, some topics that we've revisited because you guys have emailed Facebook, um, called us and said, hey, could you look at this from a different angle? Could you redo this? I mean, you did a couple years ago. Could you redo this topic? And so we've been looking at a lot of new topics to help out your relationships. But for new listeners and just to review for listeners that have been with us for a while, our pioneers, I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel, and I um, run a thriving multi-location private practice in the Chicagoland area. Um, we do everything from organizational skill building to leadership building, um, individual group and family therapy, also couples work. And I'm Darren Noel, and my background is in corporate America. And here in the world of associates, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and mock interviews. All right. So I just I kind of want to just jump right into tonight's topic. So two things. If you have a question or a comment that you want to make, um, our call-in number is 323-693-3835, 323-693-3835. For those of you that emailed me questions and replied back to my request for questions, um, we're going to try really hard to get to those questions tonight. If we don't, um, I will answer you guys individually that sent me information. And so, again, 323-693-3835. If for some reason there is a question that you have or you feel like what you guys are talking about is kind of hitting the surface, and we need deeper information, maybe on a micro level, call the office and make an appointment for that. That's 630-428-2344. Again, 630-428-2344. So we normally talk, we have talked about every type of relationship that a human can be in, marital relationships, work relationships, um, intimate relationships, friendships, school relationships, just the myriad of ways, digital relationships, the myriad of ways that people are connected to one another. And tonight's topic, I really want to talk about being a game changer and how being a game changer, part of it has to include not letting your emotions control your behavior, your decisions, or your destiny. Great topic, great topic. And let me tell you why why I thought this topic was timely and much needed. I have so many people that we do life coaching with, counseling with, but people also that when we go into corporate venues, you know, you'll do an individual session with a leader, and they'll say to you, Dr. Noel, I'm not where I want to be in this organization, and I have the talent to do it, I have the the energy to do it, I have the zeal to do it, but I'm not where I really want to be, and I can't figure out why I'm not there. Um, Or if I'm working with a couple, I hear a couple say, that we've been together like 20 years and we've not reached our goals. I don't feel successful in this marriage and I don't know where we're going. Or I'll meet people that are business owners that say, hey, you know, I feel like I'm just floating in the wind and I want to make things better and I just don't know what to do. So I took a look at the similarities, the common places that these lives touch each other, what the similarities were and differences between um, all of these situations and took a look at the fact that People were generally letting their emotions dictate what they did, like what decisions they made, what house they bought, what job they took, what answers they gave people. They were also letting emotions dictate and control their behavior. Um, I was hearing a lot, even from work, even from couples, I was angry. And when I get angry, 
I say things I don't mean. But I'm I'm hoping that people know that I didn't mean that. I, I kept hearing this residual, this resonating, these resonating comments about how emotions were dictating what people did. And I want to lay out two things very quickly. The first one is I am not suggesting that you don't have emotions. I am not suggesting that emotions are not good. I'm suggesting that we can't stop ourselves from having emotions. Right. We're going to always have emotions. Sometimes you wake up and you just feel good. Sometimes you wake up and you're in a zone. Sometimes things happen and you're not feeling good and you're not in a zone. Sometimes it's a, you're kind of vanilla. You're kind of in the middle. You could go A or B. It really doesn't make a difference. So emotions are real and they count, but they should not help us make our decisions and judge our behavior. Right. We want to base our actions based on our own value system or what we hold true uh, and our goals and objectives we have long-term and short-term. Mm-hmm. I also want to say that regardless of how you feel, to be successful, you have to remove that emotional piece, not remove your emotions, but remove your emotions from your decisions, and you have to do the work and make the decisions, the appropriate decisions that are going to guide you in the direction that you want to be. So emotions, whether they're good or bad, can be harmful when we're making decisions. And that's a good point. You mentioned it can be either good or bad emotions. Okay. If they're affecting your decision, taking you away from your values or what you really want to accomplish, it's taking you in a negative direction. Whether the emotions are good, happy, or bad emotions, either one, they can take you where you don't want to go mm-hmm. and make you make incorrect decisions. Let me give you one, one. The first thing I'm going to tell people is that your decision should be based on stability and not emotion. And what you should hold stable has to be what your values and your goals are. So the first thing I want people to do is to write down the word or two words, value statements. For us to get past making decisions on our emotions, we have to have a set of values that guide us through decision-making. And, and that, I mean, some people ground that in spirituality. Some people ground that in money. Some people ground that in, you know, the future that they see for themselves. But you have to have a core value statement. Um, for example, I mean, and this is, I'm going to use the idea of running for a marathon for us to kind of walk through the process. Sure, okay? okay. And so maybe the value statement is, no matter what, running becomes running is my priority. Maybe that's your value statement. Right. And that practicing for my marathon becomes more important than anything else I do. So let's just say that's the value statement, okay? And then you have to have a set of guidelines in making the decision. So if we've already decided that the value statement is practicing for my marathon is the most important thing for me, for me to do, then when we start making decisions, what are the guidelines for that decision? One, would it promote me? Will, will me doing option A or B promote me practicing for my marathon? Is that going to keep me on track or take me off track? Number two, will the decision I'm about to make affect my ability to run? Will it affect my ability to have stamina? Will it affect my ability to win the, win the race? Right. Okay. Number three, can I, can I stick with these goals even if I get tired, even if I get sleepy, even if something better comes down the road? Because it could be a good opportunity that comes up, but if it's taking you away from something you've already decided on that you want to prepare for this marathon, you can't take that opportunity. It could be something good to get you happy and emotional. Hey, this may be uh, another job that's going to travel more, more travel, uh, longer hours, go to a different location. But wait a minute, I already have a goal and set in mind that I want to do. 
even though this is a good opportunity, I'm excited about it. If it's taking me away from what I decide I want to do, I can't take, I can't accept that. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, so let's talk about for a second. If you've got a value statement and you have a set of guidelines, what do you do with your emotions? Like, what do I do with them? If I'm really angry, what do I do with my emotions? Number one, acknowledge that you have them. Huh? I'm feeling angry. Right. Just like acknowledge that you have those emotions. Two, say to yourself. Or I'm feeling happy, right? Either way it goes. I think that's an important one. I hear people a lot of times they don't they don't don't feel comfortable acknowledging that emotion. Mm-hmm. You have people say the face is all red, the frowned up a little bit. I'm not angry. You are angry. I <laughs> mean, everything your facial expression is telling me is you're angry. You can say you're angry. You feel bad about being angry. Someone may say that, but you actually are angry. Mm-hmm. Accept it. You know what? Either someone some someone did something to me, said something to me, and that got me angry. Mm-hmm. Accept that. But now you have to control it. But First of all, you mentioned is except that you are angry. Mm -hmm. That's the case. The next thing you can do is um, stop feeling guilty about the way you feel. Okay? So I've acknowledged the emotion. I'm happy. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm sleepy. I'm hungry. I'm whatever. Um, And don't feel guilty about it. Right. Don't start saying, man, if I was a better person, you know, I wouldn't feel bad about this or I wouldn't feel good about that or I wouldn't feel this way. And now that I know I'm a bad person, then I'm just not going to do the goals that I said I'm going to go to bed. Right? So we just let the emotions guide us all the way to the left when we needed to go right. So accept your emotions in the moment. Stop feeling guilty about the way you feel. And stop second guessing your decisions. If you've got your value statement, if you've got your protocol in place, if you know what your guidelines are and you've acknowledged your emotions, but you're still making decisions that further your goal and your, your, idea of being successful, then don't second guess that you've already made the decision. Just move forward on what you decided to do. You have to control that emotion. Don't let it stop you from doing what you were decided to do. Mm-hmm. you got to control it. Now, here's another big one. And some of these you can find on um, wiki.how, excuse me, avoiding conflict, conflicting thoughts and emotions. But after you stop second guessing your emotions, here's something you have to learn how to do to be successful and to keep your emotions out of your day-to-day decision-making, avoid being too easily influenced by others and by your emotions, right? So um, let, I'm just going to say this really transparently. Children respond to their emotion and only emotion and raw emotion. Mm, okay. Children do that. that right. I'll give you an example. Our daughter is six years old now, but when she was like one to two, if she was hungry, she would fight you for food. Like it right. was like you're not getting it together enough, Mom. I'm gonna lay on the floor. <laughs> I'm a roll. I'm a roll around on the floor. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull my hair out at the roots. Like I really, really gotta have what I want right now. Going to have the fit, right? So, so children have fits when they don't get what they want, and that's being ruled exclusively by emotion and urge and need. And so you say to yourself, or a two-year-old imagine says themselves, I want this really bad. I'm going to kick and scream until I get it. The mistake that a lot of adults make is we take that same determination that a two-year-old would have about their emotions, and we let it guide us in our day-to-day decisions. I'm going to kind of bring an example from a relationship, if I can. In a marriage, let's say you've already decided, guess what, I want to stay connected to my spouse. We're both working. My goal is to say at least a text one once a day during a lunchtime, somebody sent a text, hey, I love you, checking in with you. But let's say last night you all had an argument. You're upset with one another for whatever reason. You know what? I'm not going to send that text. But you already had in your plan to stay connected 
as spouses, you're going to text every day. So let's break this down. You just identified a value statement. Our, her, this person's value is they want to stay connected with their spouse every day. Correct. Right? And then the guidelines and kind of protocols that they are doing is like one of the things we're going to do to stay connected is email each other on Facebook or whatever every single day. Correct. Okay, go ahead. And now, but because you had an argument, the couple had an argument last night, they are not feeling comfortable Mm-hmm. sending that text message, the email, mm-hmm. whatever they decide to do, mm-hmm. and they may want to skip it because mm-hmm. their emotions say, I don't want to do that. Absolutely. Let me say, after the past 10 years of private practice, you would not believe the amount of people, that grown folk, grown folk, oh, yeah. that sit down on my sofa and say to me, I was angry. So I did any number of dumb things. I broke a window. I cheated. I, I mean, any number. I I didn't take out the garbage. I decided not to pay that bill. I spanked the kids. I spanked the kids. I took the money out of the account. I didn't pick them up when I was supposed to pick them up. I quit. They quit. People quit jobs over this. That's I, a, go ahead. I, I came late on purpose. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All, all kind of things. You know, think think about it this way. If we all acted like two-year-olds, which a lot of people do. Sure. If we all acted like two-year-olds, the world would be full of people throwing tantrums, like almost all the time. That's exactly what it would look like. Almost all the time. Let me take it to a work example. I have people that I, I do work with leaders, and I'll have a leader come to me, and or I come the, the the business pulls me, and I'm talking to a leader, and I go, hey, you know, kind of what's going on, and we get some detailed information. And the leader, I'll say, what's your goals in the company? Well, I want to move up in the organization to be VP. Okay, no problem. What's hold, what are the steps to get there? Well, these are the steps to get there. What's holding you back? Okay. Right. And I'll invariably hear something like this. A year ago, I went up for a promotion. I thought I deserved the promotion. My coworker went up for the promotion, and I never thought she or he really did their job. Right. I got my feelings hurt. I mean, I'm just kind of sure. truncating yeah. it. Right. And I stopped being motivated because I didn't really get appreciated. Yes. Okay? And when I stopped being motivated, well, then in my six-month review, of course. Below satisfaction. Right. And there was a pip. Right. Then I, a performance. Improvement plan. Yes. Yeah. I'm on after the pep, I really got her. Right. So I started sauntering in whenever I felt like it. Or I started searching the net when I, you know, when I should have been working. And my company then, or your the person's company then, you know, they look to see, well, where's the computer been at? Well, we see that it's on uh, greatescapes.com. Mm. Okay? So then I had another talking to Dr. Noel. And I blew up. You know what? I'm a professional. I've got a thousand degrees. I've given this company everything, my life, my heart, my toenails. I've missed kids' birthdays. I've missed everything, and they don't even care. So now I'm not that interested. And you know what? I kind of feel like if they don't give me this promotion, maybe I'll quit. That person can find themselves getting fired, right, before they want to. But, but let's stop for a second. Okay, go ahead. Darren, have you met people that have had that emotion? That absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I've seen the end result of those. And some of us have been that person. Yes. I have to admit, I had a job where I, became, I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I didn't get a cookie at the end of the day. Right. And I'm not feeling excited about it. So go ahead. No, I was, they felt I wasn't appreciated. Someone didn't say thank you. Uh, they didn't pat me on the back for the extra hours I did over the last month, or so, whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. But if you continue to go down that road where you're changing your uh, quality, behavior, your quality that you bring into your job every single day, guess what? People are going to notice that because uh-huh. they're used to you performing at a certain level. And now you're not, that's going to raise red flags. Let me say this. You all know everybody here has met one coworker that fits this scenario. We've all had one. 
maybe 20, but we've at least all had one, where you could tell they were going to quit or get fired six months before it happened. Mm -hmm. You could see them sauntering back in a little late for lunch, giving somebody the side eye during the meeting, Um, just all these little things, or microaggressions. What's even better, because a lot of times professionals have smoothed themselves out so you don't always notice it. Right. You don't always notice it right away. But there's some resistance and emotions that we can put into things when we kind of, um, the responses we give, when we're a little snarky, when we're a little arrogant, all of those different things. So right there, those emotions have changed behavior, and that behavior has stopped a person from being successful where they say they want to be successful. Right, correct. What, what I see with that, I'll, you know, football's back in session. I'll, I'll go with this one. You hear professional football players say, if you hold back on the field, that's when you get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know? The same thing in a job. If you're holding back and not giving it your all, with things that you clearly have the skills and capacity to do and you're not doing it, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to get hurt. It's not going to get you the result that you want from the company. Mm-hmm. It, it really is not. Because if you, if, they're not, if you don't feel like you're being appreciated, you can still continue to do the high-quality job that you can do. Mm-hmm. Why? It's going to pre- help prepare you for the next job, okay? It's a lot easier for people to notice you when you continue to high perform at a high level. If your boss has not recognized you, guess what? You're continually performing at a high level. Maybe your boss's boss will notice you, or your boss's boss's boss will notice you. Wait, I have a high performer here. Or your company's competition will notice you. Or your company's competition will notice you. Okay? I, when I, you have an opportunity to learn new skills when you're doing that. An opportunity may come up, Okay. Because you have to always put your best foot forward. And guess what? Good things will come out of that. So let's break down a value statement here. So a lot of times when people are leading with emotion, they don't take a look at their value statement. Is your value statement, I am a brand, and so I do good everywhere I go because I am a brand? Or is your value statement, if they don't appreciate me, I won't appreciate myself? Oh, that's a great one. Say that again, Doc. So I'll go backwards again. What is your value statement? If your emotions are leading you at work to act out, um, to resist, to be belligerent, or to be silently resistant when you should be doing your job, you got to question your, take the emotions out and question your value statement. Is your value statement, I'll repeat this one because this is one I had to say to myself, I am my brand. Yes, absolutely. They're renting my brand out, which happens to be me. Right. For 40 hours a week. Exactly. They purchased my brand. Yes, absolutely. When I came in for the interview, they asked me, not what do other companies say about you, but what makes you so great? They're purchasing my brand. So I'm building up my brand. I'm a team player. I can do this. These are the skills I have, right? And, And jobs or companies or organizations expect you to do well for better or for worse. Yes. And if you are a good brand, so you don't hear Coca-Cola saying something like, um, the last few times we released Coca-Cola, you guys were mean to us, so we're not going to produce anymore, <laughs> right? Right. But that's what, you, that's what you're effectively saying. If you're a brand and they've, they've said or done something you don't like, so you outperform, if you're not going to be nice to me, I'm not going to work. I have had several conversations with, with folks about this in, uh, in life coaching. About, you know, I am really Darren Noel Incorporated, Darren Noel LLC. So if I'm working at a company, like you mentioned, I am my own company, right? They are renting me out for the time that they have. Guess what? And I'm going to perform at the high level that I can, highest yeah. level that I can. Because what? Because like I said, I'm my own brand. I am my own, my own, my own image, right? So if I'm cutting back, my company is, is suffering if I'm not performing well. Because it's, it's really my company. It's me. Mm-hmm. I'm a company in of, of myself. Correct. And that's what you have to understand. Correct. That's what you always want to put that foot forward. 
And that's true. Again, if I look at YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I see a lot of emotions just pouring out. Mm. And then people are, there's a Twitter battle or a Facebook battle because somebody's not looking at their value statement. They're looking at their emotions. And so when I go to hire somebody and we search Facebook, if I see you cursing people out right, in your Facebook feed, I'm going to assume you can't manage your emotions. Because guess what? You can have that when we're at a, a company conference mm-hmm. or you're dealing with clients or customers. Are you going to start cursing them out because they said something that or gave you bad feedback? So you know what? After reviewing your uh, portfolio, we decided to go with someone else. Mm-hmm. You're going to start cursing them out? Is that what's going to happen? Let me t- tell you another way that emotions get in the way. When we're using our emotions to judge other people for what they're doing or not doing, I've seen this as well. If my value statement is I'm going to be the best worker that I can be, I'm going to be the best therapist that I can be, but I spend my days and nights seeing what other therapists are doing Mm -hmm. and then getting angry because this therapist didn't do what I did or this therapist isn't as good as me, but you gave them the contract or this therapist is doing that. Why am I not doing it? My value statement is what they're doing is more, is more, is more important than me. Right. And then I'm using all my time and energy. My protocols are going into what they're doing instead of what I'm supposed to be doing. And so, each time I look at emotion, so again, I can feel any way I want to feel. Right. You can feel whatever you want to feel, but that doesn't give you the right to act out because you feel that way. That's a great point. Very good point. You know, let me can I bring up another work one? Yeah. In terms of holding your employees accountable or and or doing recognition. Sometimes you can have an employee that you personally like, but they are performing poorly. Guess what? You still need to manage that employee. Right? You can't let your emotions, I like this person. I like Barbara. I like John. I'm going to let the poor performance they're performing with, let it slide by. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to be the, the great manager and director that you are and handle your employees. Mm-hmm. The same way you may have somebody, for whatever reason, you personally don't like them, but they are performing well. Okay, guess what? It's your duty to recognize them, reward them, and if the opportunity, recognize them for promotion. That's what they deserve. Right? Regardless of how, for whatever reason, you personally don't like them. Because sometimes it can be like that. Whatever reason, just oil and water, we're just not mixing. But guess what? This person is a good worker, is a good performer. Guess what? I'm still going to do my duty as I, as I need to and make sure they are successful. Because, mm-hmm. again, let's look at value statement. What's your value statement? Is a value statement how I feel about somebody dictates whether or not I think they should be leadership quality or, or should stay? Or is your value statement, we need the best talent for the organization, so I'm either going to keep the great talent, help the other talent move up, or I'm going to move out the bad talent and move in talent that I can deal with or work with because, you know, the, the needs of the company must be met. Correct. Okay, and so, and we can apply this anywhere. Let's apply it to children. Let's apply it to children. I have people that come in to me and say, Dr. No, I don't think I'm a successful parent, okay? Why don't you think you're a successful parent? I've always been my child's friend. I've given them everything they needed. They never got in trouble, and they're still acting up. I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to do. How, how, what am I supposed to do here? Okay, so what do I tell parents to do? I go, what is your value statement? Is your value statement, I need to be my child's best friend? Um, is your value statement that if I'm nice enough, then they'll never have any problems and do what I want them to do? Or is your value statement that I'm going to teach my children to be productive citizens, I'm going to teach them right for wrong no matter what, um, and so i got to make these decisions that may, may make them angry with me, right? So, so here, here's the emotion coming in. 
if my kid gets angry with me, then I'm not going to feel like I've done what I'm supposed to have done. And um, I, my emotions can't handle my kid being angry with me. And so I'm not going to do what I need to do. Right? I mean, so that's another way that emotions can get in the way and cause problems. You know, another one, it can be on a, on a job. Another, go back to corporate America. Maybe your boss has uh, asked you to fill in for some, another employee, do some work that you normally is not part of your job description, okay? But you say, you know what, that's not really my job. Why is he asking me? He's always giving me these pet projects. So guess what? I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm going to put it in late. I'm not going to put my best foot forward on it. That's your emotions going. That's, um, again, your emotions going to that. Guess what? Your, everybody's job description that has those other duties as assigned, guess what? If your boss is asking you to do it, Say nothing unethical, guess what? You you owe it to your company, you owe it to yourself to put your best foot forward. Okay. Even if it doesn't seem like it's something that's normally in your job scope, you know, lazy Bob is never doing his job. But guess what? You don't know what's going on behind the whole scenes. That that comes up a lot. You never know what's going on behind the whole scene. Because maybe they're getting about to get rid of that lazy guy. We just need you to fill in for another week or so, okay? To help help branch that until he's gone. So if someone's giving you a task, Guess what? Even if it doesn't seem like it's part of your job scope, you'll feel like you really should be doing it. You seem like the presentation on the product is a waste of time. I don't think it's going to get funded, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. You still owe it to the company to put your best foot forward, okay? Because guess what? You, you're, again, you're your own company. You have to put your best foot forward. You don't want to start cutting back. And guess what? It hurts your self-image when you do that. Mm-hmm. If you're going against your own value system about being a, a top performer, a game changer, and you're holding back, Guess what? Your self-image is going to hurt from that, okay? And guess what? Your company, because, again, you're the, your own company, your company's self-image is going to hurt from that, okay? Mm-hmm. And that way you're not going to always put the best foot forward. Absolutely. And, and I just, again, I can't stress enough that I am not, we are not promoters of not feeling any emotion. Mm-hmm. Have the emotion. Acknowledge the emotion. But then make your decisions based on your value system and the set of guidelines that you set up for making your decisions with, right? And each time, and sometimes we veer from that, sometimes our emotions can get the best of us. But if we look at successful people, we do not always see them fighting, arguing. We don't see a lot of drama surrounding every successful person. And the ones we see that with normally lose their, their success in some way or another. Absolutely. Think about, think about Chris so Brown. Right. I mean, that's yeah. just one example. Think about, um, I mean, I could list, he's just one name that came to my head. But once people find out that you can't control your emotion, they will always be able to control you. You know what, I, I have found that because if someone, it's like a hot button, right? They know Joey's got a hot button if you do this to him. Guess what? Everyone wants to see him flip out. They want to see him have a fit, see her have a fit. They're going to push those buttons. I did a panel discussion one time, and uh, there was a group of women, and one of the women was saying that, you know, she wished that she could move past her past, so to speak. Okay. And that, um, you know, every time she got into an argument, apparently she used to be a, um, a, a, an exotic dancer okay. <laughs> in, in her past. And right. so to get her goat, I guess somebody,